This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor. Don't like your odds? Enjoy daily bet boosts on your favourite sports and make your best bet now at betvictor.com. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds, small town Welsh football club, is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Scott Arfield, he's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Burnley win the next ball. It's Rory now. He's on the outside. He's on the Quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Can Burnley get a goal here? Back for Brownell. Saved by the keeper. That is magnificent. They deserve that. And he's on the outside, comes inside, comes up a shot, oh, and a goal! Manuel Benson once more! That is top class! Burnley have done it! Fantastic! Clarence deserved the championship title! They've been the best side throughout the campaign! Burnley have won the second tier! What a fantastic achievement! The players have been magnificent!
Good evening and welcome to the full-time show. As you can see, I am not Joe Redmond. Joe Redmond has uh, decided to set the night off. He only does the big premium games now. City at home, Chelsea, you know, he only does the big ones. So you've got Turfcast B team, Captain Nathan Rogers with you. I am also joined by Sam from Clarets Roundup. Hello, evening. And I'm also joined by Neil from Northeast Claret now. Is that what it is? Then? Yes, that's it. Because I thought I had to get that's the one. I had to get Claret and then I somehow and that's the best I could come up with. I like it. I like it. I want to say Thanks, thank man. you for everyone joining us already uh, on this bank holiday Sunday. I know you could be out having a few beers in the pub, but you're uh, going to listen to us lament over uh, quite a disappointing day at Turf Moor. I'll be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I went into this game with a bit of. Uh, optimism, I think, that we were going to see a, a performance that, um, you know, probably set us, set us off for the season, I think. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't necessarily the performance that we uh, we wanted, really. So, yeah, 3-1 defeat at home. Um, pretty, pretty bad start to the game, Sam. Yeah, I mean, I try, trying really hard to think of some some genuine genuine positives, not from individual performances, but from the performance as a whole. I think we looked so disjointed today. I think we just looked like going forward, there was no real intent to try and win the game at any point. Um, in, in my opinion, I think we had a little spell, kind of after you know, in the second half, right at the start, where I thought this is what we want to see more. You know, like closing down, playing into the channels, feeding the ball, but. Eventually, it all kind of kept going back to the same thing, kind of like an over-the-top ball, uh, you know, to to uh, Lyle Foster, who was up against two very good centre-halves, to be fair. Um, and then, you know, balls out to the wing that left. But we don't play with some a focal point in the box. So getting the ball out wide, it almost isolates our wingers to cross the ball to no one. Yeah, um, They were clinical which is what, what they are. You know, they're a clinical side and this is what Premier League teams do to you. They get yeah. minimal chances in the game and they'll score. Um, but yeah, really disappointed. I really thought this was a game that we could really kick on and try and, you know, get yeah. some points and we can really see where we're at because you don't see that against City. And I, I just feel like we, we dropped the ball a little bit today. And I think that's that's the side of it that's disappointing. Is I don't feel like we've still seen how we can really perform yeah. in the Premier League yet. Yeah, I think, I think my fault going into the game was I sort of naively sort of slept on how good Villa actually have got over the summer um mm. I sort of thought I, 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 last season I, you know if we compared this our team this season to Villa's team last season I'd have thought they were still better but they were very very much better today and they had some very good players like that Diaby was just unplayable for us today mm. he, he ran as ragged everywhere Watkins were decent they just had quality quality all over the pitch and yeah, I say I think I slept on how good Villa actually are so probably 3-1 is probably the right scoreline for the, the mm -hmm. performance of the day so Neil you weren't at Turf Moor today so give us your views as it looked on, on TV how, how did it look how did we come across on TV uh, probably as, as you guys have summed it up uh, for me um, I've said it in our chat as well that performance was the one that I was expecting against City and the City mm -hmm. performance was the one that I thought would be today and that we would see that progression because against City we were very good. We had our game plan, we closed them down. And yeah. today it looked, you don't want to be too harsh because it's game two, um, but it looked like we'd sort of re revered, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, reversed, reverted. Reversed, reverted back a little bit. Um, yeah. Regressed, that was it. Regressed a little bit. Regressed. That's what that's what I thought it would be against City and I yeah. thought City would be today. Um 
midfield I thought was overrun far too easily and, and the defence looked yeah. a little bit disorganised, which is disappointing because especially with company and his background, and he's one of the best centre-halves in the Premier League, you'd think our defence would always be on it. But yeah. it's game two and yeah. um, I'm sure we'll get into it. It's it's half a new team out there because half of that starting lineup isn't the same yeah. team that got us up and there needs to be that bedding in process and because we're effectively two weeks behind everybody else, I thought that showed a little bit. But I'm like you, I sat on Villa a bit. I think in our yeah. Premier League thing, I, I think I probably should have put them a bit high up in my prediction because they were yeah. a very, very good team. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've put them quite, it's sort of like almost tense and ridden around that area sort of thing. And, yeah. and I'm sort of regretting that now because I think they're actually, they've got a decent squad with decent players to come off the bench. There was mm-hmm. that, um, that, was it Italian lad that came on and just started <clears> running as ragged for like the last 20 minutes? What was he called? Yeah, um, that, was unfair, that. that was just unfair. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're a well old um, oh Zaniola yeah. is it Zaniola yeah that's they're, they're, one yeah yeah they're a well oiled machine and you can tell they've yeah. played together which e- I think is part of our problem yeah Emery is not a chump either is he he's a he's a no, no. quality manager and yeah I, I sort of expected us to sort of perform a little bit better than we did but like you just said Neil it's still early doors they were into their fourth game of the season. You know that was their fourth game. This is our second game of the season. You know, we're, yeah. we're sort of it showed. It did show. It, it showed. Yeah. I think we lacked a bit of, you know, we, even though we played three friendlies, it's that it's that match day sharpness in it that mm-hmm. just, you you cannot recreate. You can get your fitness in, you can get your tactics in. It's just that when you've got a packed house, you've got cameras there. It's just that little bit different. Um, so. Yeah, it's one of them. I'm not going to get too carried away. It's a second sort of result of the season, really. So I don't want to bag the players too much, but I still am quite disappointed. That opening 20 minutes was a bit of a, I don't mm-hmm. know, just a bit of a disaster, really. We were just all over the place. That you know, I don't want to dive in on the new lad Delcroix too much <laughs> because he's he's only just landed and he's only just stepped in. But I thought he had an absolute stinker in the first 20 minutes. He just mm. looked like a cat, like a you know deer caught in headlights, to be honest. And he just gave Matty Cash the run of that you know that quarter of the pitch that he had. Yeah, it proved it's probably what, a, what you got. It's probably a little bit harsh of Vinny to throw him in, to be honest, because he's, he's yeah. only been in the building five minutes, hasn't he? So yeah. I know we're short in options there, but and I'm sure we'll get into that. But. Maybe yeah. just start tailoring if it's not working, bring him on. But I thought it was yeah. probably a bit harsh of any to throw him in this early. Um, yeah. But we haven't got much option there, have we? No. No. Give us your thoughts on the new on the Delcroix debut, then, Sam. I, I didn't. I didn't think it was too bad. I think the start. The starts of the game, he, he let Matty Cash get the better of him in the first twenty minutes. That that first goal, I actually put down in in my opinion more down to. Um, Terrible concentration from Conor Roberts and um can't remember who played uh, Dara O'Shea, I think it was, yeah. who was the right centre half at the time. That's such a simple ball. It's mm. so such a simple ball over the top. It's literally played into feet, flick it over the top. If you're not on the ball to that, the ball just goes straight over the top. Ollie Watkins wants to play in behind all the time. He likes to play through the channels and he likes to play yeah. over the top. Company will know that and company will have said that. For them to just switch off like that and let Ollie Watkins, who's probably one of the best bagsmen, one of the better bagsmen in the league, yeah. get goal side of you, taking it towards goal. Trafford in that situation as well cannot get off lightly with that. He literally yeah, went he to did. ground instantly. So that yeah. just gave Ollie Watkins the ability to go, well, I'm a clever striker. I can get ball over yeah. top of you. So if you've gone to ground, I'm not an idiot. I can get ball over top. And Matty Cash yeah. is there in behind. That's where Delcoir's not completely switched onto it. I think... 
passing wise and getting the ball into feet and playing it to Coleo Show. I really, really, really think that he um I, I really think he was good with that. I think he was good with the ball to feet. I think he was good at receiving the ball. Um yeah. and I agree with you guys. I mean he's a centre half like and he's got yeah. the build of a centre half. He's not a left back. He didn't want yeah. to run with the ball. He didn't want the ball in his stride. He just wanted to get the ball and play it. And you could see that he's a centre back playing left back. My argument there is Charlie Taylor surely has to be an option at left back. He just has to be. It's you don't want to be going into the same type of situation. I know we don't bash the old regime because it worked and everything, but it's what Dyche did with Brownhill and Hendrick. He's just their centre midfielders don't play them at right mid. He's a yeah. centre half. Don't play him left back. Like yeah, it's some things in football are really difficult, and you can dissect things and go really. Some of them are so simple. He's a centre back playing left back. You've got a left back not even in lineup. Come on, just just put two and two together and get him in team. Yeah, yeah. It's you'd you'd sort of rather have you sort of rather have like a an, an underperforming left back in left back yeah. position than a centre half trying to overperform in yeah. left back. You know, he's yeah, yeah. You know, because if he, if if a centre half in left back doesn't perform, yeah, that's what you go to. It's yeah. it's a centre half in left back. If a left back doesn't perform, you're saying you've not you've not performed or you've got the wrong side of your man. It's easier to dissect individual errors. If you just put someone just randomly in a position and go do a yeah. job, like you, you know, especially he's been in building two days. Oh, come in, we'll sign you for a million pound, which in the Premier League is not a lot of money. No. Come in. Oh, by the way, you're a centre half. You're playing left back against Aston yeah. Villa, a team that are in Europa League. It just, it just doesn't. Yeah, that's the only thing that I question today tactically. Everything yeah. else is game plan and everything. It clearly just wasn't executed by the players. But that was the only decision yeah. where I was like. Surely there's a better option who's not in the team. Yeah. Could, could play left back rather than just chucking a centre half there and saying, oh, I hope it does all right. Yeah. Oh, so hopefully that's <clears> sort of sure it gets nipped in the bud there and he's sort of got that out got that out of his system and he can learn from it. And uh, we, mm-hmm. you know, Vinny can he can take stuff from that game from his performance. But I want to move on to Colio Show. He sort of I went into this game thinking he's gonna have another belting game again and this, that, and the other, but he, I felt felt he was quite Disappointing today, I thought he sort of mm. got caught on the ball quite a lot. He didn't know what to do with the ball quite a lot. Like I say, I'm not going to, this isn't going to be an hour of us laying <laughs> into players that play badly. I just want to highlight that, you know, sometimes, you know, you've got to look at some players and just question like how, how they are playing. But like Coley Osha, I think he looked a bit lost today. I didn't really see what he was trying to do half of the time. Um, what do you think, Neil, on uh, Coley Osha's performance? Yeah, same as you, really. I think um, I do. I do maintain that we've got a good player there, and I think you. I think as the season goes on, he'll grow into it a little bit. Yeah. But I think um, it's, yeah, it's one. Of, I think Villa was just they knew how to handle him. He's, he, what he, whatever he was trying to do, and, and whatever the game yeah. plan Vinny put up, I think I thought Villa matched it very well. Um, mm. And I think he was just a victim of Villa just being very good at what yeah. they do um, and nullifying it essentially. But um, yeah, he'll grow into it this season. But we've, we've got a good player. It's just. Um, yeah. For me, it mirrors yeah. last season. We've got, we've just got to let them gel, and we'll see it as we go on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll talk about sort of the season progressing later on. Um, but yeah, I, I said, like I said, some people are going off in the comments saying, you know, he's only eighteen. Like I say, I appreciate that he's a young lad, and like I say, I'm not going to bag him. I'm not going to sit there, but you know, I, I want to make sure that the lads that go out there perform for us, regardless of the taxes. And I don't, you know, I don't want to let anybody get away with. Having a crap game and you know not getting mentioned yeah. just because they're a young lad learning the system. I just thought he got caught. He just yeah. got lost in the game today. I thought 
he had experienced players around him like Majit McGinn and um, Luca mm-hmm. Dini, and he, he just it, it showed his age showed, you know, and mm-hmm. is yeah. that an area of concern going forward in these games that we probably you know we should be maybe getting a point in or what you know are we going to struggle with these players that haven't got the experience yet? You know, is mm-hmm. it going to take too long for them to bed in? Um, another new play, another newish player that we want to have a quick discussion about is uh, Sander Berg. I personally thought. He was all over the shop today. He didn't, mm. you know, he, he, and when, he kept, obviously he's been told to go and get in front of the defensive line, get behind the defensive line and break the lines. But when he did, he just looked like he was an ocean line trying to turn in a car park. You know, he just, yeah, he just kept getting lost. We kept leaving Cullen on his own. He kept, it was just a frustrating watch today. And I think, and I think a lot of lads just, just didn't do what they needed to do, I think, today. And I think Sanderberg was, um, was one of them. What, what do you think on that, Sam? I think I think we've seen what Sander Burge can bring in the Premier League with, yeah. with his time at Sheffield United. He is a good player. Um, but like you said, Nathan, like, you know, one of the things in doing a channel like this and, and having the ability to speak your yeah. opinion is if we don't talk about players' performances in an individual game, you've got nothing to talk about. Yeah. Like, you know, you're not talking about the player. You're not even talking about the. Per- you're not talking about the person. You're not talking about his character. You're just talking about an individual performance in 90 minutes. And in that game, like you say, Coleo should didn't have a fantastic yeah. performance. Sander Burge lost the ball about three or four times in the first half. Yeah. That first half was one of the poorest halves of football I've ever seen Burnley play. I, yeah. I, we had no creativity whatsoever. I think yeah. we struggled to get on the ball in any situation, and I don't think Sander Burge helped in any way. No, in that. We brought him in to be that midfield general. We've spoken about it. And again, we have to keep putting this disclaimer in. It's, it's game two. Like These players will progress and we'll get better yeah. and we'll learn the system. But in this individual moment, he didn't help the performance at all. Mm-hmm. He was losing the ball in midfield. He was turning on the ball. He was dwelling on the ball. When he was receiving the ball, he wasn't moving to the ball. And that's one of the no. simplest things in football is if you get him, if the ball's coming to you, yeah. don't just sit and wait for the ball. You have to go... And actually try and claim the ball yourself and put your big six foot two, six foot three frame around the ball and, and, and yeah. body people. I think his performance today kind of outlined where, where we were today, especially in that first half. Like we showed no attacking creativity whatsoever. So I, I'm not surprised that Coleo show didn't get didn't get a fair whack at things because we didn't get the ball forward at all. When we no. did get the ball down the line, who's he playing it to? Because if he plays it back and a full-back's floating ball into who's it going to? Yeah. Because Benson's not running in behind. Lyle Foster's not a striker that wants to be up in the air trying to win an header. So we're a team that likes to play it quick and get to the byline. There was none of that today. There was no yeah. quick passes. There was no. We didn't have the ball around their 18-yard box for yeah. the entire first half. We just couldn't get anywhere near them. So yeah. it's no surprise that players like Sander Berge and Koshola couldn't couldn't get anything out of the game because yeah. they do have quality as well. Yeah. I thought today the game would have been better for Brownhill to play over mm. Sanderberg, to be honest, because if Sanderberg's role was to break them lines and get in behind the defence that he kept doing a lot of the time, you know, I found him with like the back to goal in like the corner of the final third, mm. like looking to play. You know, I feel like that would be more would have been more suited for Brownhill and the fact that he didn't even come on today was 
I did find quite strange. I thought that game mm. was made for... I thought the changes at half-time should have been Berg for Brownhill and Benson for Gummonson, which one of them happened. And I thought that would have changed the dynamic a bit more. Um, mm. It would have allowed, if you give ben, uh, Brownhill that freer role, let Cullen do all the hard work. And you've got, you know, you've got three centre-halves effectively on the pitch, even though one's sort of playing, you know, like Elder Keel ended up playing as one of the wing-backs, didn't he, at one point. But you've still got three centre-halves. One can step into that midfield and be that defensive midfield too when we were attacking. And I thought Browner would have had a bit more joy going forward. But I am a bit concerned as to why we're not playing our experienced players, really. Mm -hmm. You know, players that have played for the club for a bit. And, you know, I know Jay came on and Gummonson came on. But I think when you've got players like Jack Cork <coughs> and Brownhill sat there, I think, you know, we probably should utilise them a little bit more. Not, you know, not just exclude them and go, right, no, this is the new guard. Now we're going to do this way. I think you've still got to... You know, have a nod to you know the the older experience heads because mm -hmm. you know Brownhill can still offer some definitely at this team yeah, in this team. So. I think he can flourish in this team, let alone just be a part of it. I think he can be an absolute key member if he plays in a bit more of a advanced position. So yeah, I thought yeah. that was a bit a bit disappointing not to see him come on. Um, to be honest, but yeah, like you said, it it was just one of them days at the office, wasn't it? We were we had the ball for minutes and you know minutes and minutes and minutes at a time, mm -hmm. just passing, passing, passing. We're not doing anything with it. Like, I've not really looked at the stats, to be honest with you, because I don't really need to, because I, I know we probably had a good chunk of the ball and I know we probably had a good chunk of passes and we just kept getting into the final third and then just going, oh, nothing's on. Right, we'll just play it, play it back. And it's, you know, we're not going to score anything. I, 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 think I, I think I completely, completely agree with that, though, because that was one of my biggest gripes with the performance. Like, I went to... Um, I didn't manage to get to loads of games last season, which is an absolute yeah. horror show considering we had one of the best seasons of his entire yeah. life. Um, I went to Hull at home and Stoke at home and they were two of the games while we were clicking. Yeah. Uh, and um, and in those games, we did exactly the same. It was always balls across the box and every, we were keeping the ball constantly and never really showing any cutting edge. And yeah. I think the performance showed that. Like I don't think they were particularly... And I, it's going to sound really stupid, but I don't think they were particularly brilliant. I just no. think that they were clinical. Yeah. And these are the things that are going to mess us up because teams in the Championship, you get let off with chances like yeah, that. Yeah. In yeah. the Premier League, you don't. Ollie Watkins is a seasoned veteran in the Premier League of scoring goals. Yeah. That game today, based on the, especially them last 15 minutes where we were absolutely all at sea, we literally, it could have been 5-1. Ollie Watkins yeah. with that Trafford save at the end, it could have been 4-1. Zaniolo should have scored. He had about two months to put that ball in back at net and didn't. Like, it should have been 5-1. We showed no intention other than, no intent other than the one goal that we did score, which was a brilliant yeah. goal, and we'll get on to that. But that was a nothing chance as well. It was yeah. floated up to the back stick and Johan wins an header out of nowhere. And then Lyle does fantastic and scores a goal. But that game, yeah. we, we sh other than that, we showed nothing. And yeah. there was nothing clear cut and there was nothing where you thought, you know, that's that's brilliant in front of the goal. The best thing that I think that we did all day in front of the goal was Zeki Amduni, where he took that little touch and he got past his man and hit ball from about 30 yards and it yeah. was very, very close. That was the one time where I thought, that's what I want. I watched bloody, yeah. um, on way home, I watched Newcastle-Liverpool, I'm thinking Anthony Gordon played for Everton and, and he did exactly the same for Everton. He's bringing yeah. the ball. He, he wants to carry the ball. We have Luca. we have Benson, we have Zam Amduni, players that yeah. are good on the ball. So when you get the ball and we finally win it back after a high press, turn and go. Why are you turning, yeah. playing it into midfield and going back? We've we've yeah. seen this. It's happened before. And yeah. 
like like you say with the Brownell thing, I think that's a fantastic, fantastic point to bring up. If you put Brownell in that 10 role now, Brownell's another player that you don't have to teach the system to. No. You don't have to tell him how to play in his role. So if you bring in eight new faces and say, go out there and play like us last season, well, Vincent Company, like everybody wants to say, oh, look at the documentary, yeah. it takes him three months to click. We don't have that time in the Premier League to click in three months. No. It, we've spent £18 million on I'm doing it. We've spent £108 million in total. Some of these players have to hit the ground running yeah, in order right. for the system to work. We can't afford eight to ten players having three months of a Premier League season to get to mid-November and then has go, oh, it's clicked. There we go. Yeah. Oh, brilliant now. Because you've you've had like, you know, ten games with no points. Our running now is really difficult as well. So to yeah. pick points out from those games is is a it's tough. It, after that watch yeah. today as well, it's hard to have that optimism. After the two, I know we played City and this game against Aston Villa, but it is hard to look at them games and say that's three points. That's three points now. Yeah. What you just said there, Sam, I think. Sorry, Nathan. It's it's probably it's probably the biggest concern I've got at the minute is that we know that this is the model now where we're bringing in new players, and we know, as you said, the documentary company says it takes X amount of training sessions, X amount of meetings before they get it. Mm. Fine, last year we get that. But, and we've spoke about this in our in our chat as well. We need to keep some consistency in that team. It can't be a brand new eleven every summer because otherwise we're going to have this every year where it's three months of the season we can write off while they gel. For me, it should be Murich playing until Trafford's used to the system because for me, I didn't want to go too harsh on him because obviously I'm a Murich fanboy, blah, 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 I'm biased. But <laughs> for me, for me, he's a key part of how, how we learn how that system is. It makes no sense to drop him until Trafford's up to speed and used that system. Trafford's come from League One to the Premier League against City, yeah. against Villa, Against Spurs next, we need to keep Murich there because he's part of this. Yeah, the team that got us there in the first place. We need to put, if it's not working out today, bring Brownell on, bring Bork yeah. on, just bring a cool head in that midfield yeah. to just because I'm because my worry is that we've got Spurs next, then is we've got is it United and Liverpool, something I mean, Newcastle, United, Forest, Chelsea, Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want the new lads to to get a hammering every week and heads to drop, and then it's yeah. difficult to bring them out of that mm-hmm. because. Yeah. There's a realistic chance we could lose all them, a, and you know, I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be negative. There's a realistic chance we could lose all them, and I just don't want the new lads to be like, "Oh shit, this is yeah. really difficult." Get think, the, get the experienced lads yeah. in who can say, "Look, it's, you know." But I think I think that's my that's my biggest point with it, though. Like like with like with the Brownell thing, like uh, that comment from before. Like I do get that. Like I'm not I'm not some kind of idiot fan who thinks like, "Oh, two games, this is it, it's all over." Like. I do know it's been two games. We still yeah. have 36 games to turn this around and there is a very, very, very good possibility. That but also, we, but also, we sorry, we, we've got 36 games, but Villa yeah. aren't a team that we're competing with. City aren't a team we're competing with. And our next run of games, yeah. other yeah. than Forest, yeah. aren't teams we're competing with. We, we'll well, beat so, anybody who's around us. Yeah, well, I, I, so I had this argument with my dad on the way home. So we're in the car and my dad was like, there's a couple of teams that we're just not near. Hmm. My, my issue with that is, you have, for years you've had your top six, right? And your top six is always the teams where you go into games and you're like, right, we're gonna, we can very, very easily lose. And if we win, unbelievable. We can talk about it for for years. We can say that's fantastic. We beat Chelsea. We beat Liverpool. They're they're big wins. Aston Villa are not a top six club. They're a good team. They're an established Premier League team. But they are teams that we should like. Why should a team that's just come up? Then look at team. If we're just playing against the bottom half at Premier League, that means I I put us 14th in this prediction video. So that means there's nine other teams that we're actually competing with, and then ten other teams at the top of the table. Now we go into games and we go, well, we could lose. 
Yeah. I, I, I personally don't back that notion. I totally see where you're coming from, but like I can't see us sitting there and saying a game against Aston Villa is one of those situations where you go, like, um, like the chap who put the comment on, like, it's fine to say our season's not defined on games against Villa. The narrative of this game against Villa, two games into the season, I agree with, two games into the season playing Villa, that's, that doesn't define our season. But games against Aston Villa absolutely categorically define our season. If we have yeah. performances like that against teams of similar level, that's teams from 8th to 15th, and we have performances like that. There is an issue. And, yeah. we, and, and there's no point not saying not saying that there isn't an issue if we can't do that. If we can't yeah. perform any higher than that against an Aston Villa, that, that's a worry, isn't it? Yeah. Come on. That, that's a performance you put in against City. That's a performance you put in against Chelsea where you don't expect yeah. something and you're sitting behind the ball and you don't show anything. Against Villa, yeah. you expect a little bit more than that. That's, just, that's my only thing. No, no, especially at home, especially at yeah. home as well. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I was going to bring up. I was saying it, games like that, Villa and all that, they're, they're not defining our season. It's home games that are defining our season. Mm. I think they're going to be where they're going to get a bulk of our points. I'll be very surprised if company turns us in. Well, I mean, we're not seen as a play away from home yet this season. No. So I'm, I'd be very surprised if company turns us into an away team performing, you know, team. Like mm. sometimes it is some teams can't play at home because the pressure's too much. They prefer to play away. But I don't see that happening with us. So. No. Like I say, teams like Villa, we should be we should be aiming for a point at least mm-hmm. against Villa at home. We should be they should be the ones where we get the one ones, the two twos, the nil nils, you know. But I'm not gonna jump in too much because like I say it's not gonna define our season just mm-hmm. yet. It's early doors. We're in this I think company accepts that these next few um the games are like the honking, aren't they? Like the yeah. even Forest. I'm not looking forward to Forest away <laughs> because that city yeah. ground map. When that place gets bouncing, it is a oh, it's rocking, place isn't it? to be. It's rocking. Oh my god! You know, and and the only bit of concern I do have is if after this run of games we've not won a single game or we've picked up one point, it's going to be hard to break that to get that first mm-hmm. win. You know, yeah, that first win might not come until October, like realistically. <laughs> so, like you're saying, though, these games, like yeah, we're not competing against Villa directly, but when no. they're our patch at Turf Moor, we need to be nicking a point off someone like that. You know, we need there are our games that will define our season, I think. Mm-hmm. And if we haven't been nicking them points, it's gonna that win's just gonna get further and further away. The, like yeah. realistically, as it stands now, the only win it might come before October is probably United the way they're playing at the minute. <laughs> I know they won it, but that sounds a bit daft to say that. But yeah, I think we, you know. I think someone missed a, put a comment like a bit of a joke on conspiracy. Conspiracy says he's bedding in the new lads now because he knows these games are really difficult. He's getting them in the minutes in because the results necessarily don't matter. Um, but it'll be hurting Vinny, I think today it will be that performance will probably hurt him, and it'll uh, you know you'll want to you'll want to sort that out straight away. So it's probably a good thing we're back again yeah. on Saturday. Quick, you know we've not got a big gap because that mm-hmm. might have, potentially might have thrown us off. So. Anyway, we'll move on. We'll move away from the doom and gloom. Now. We'll move away from the bad. Let's look at the good. Let's pick out the good in this team. Um, I want to start by. I want to give a quick mention. To start by Ramsey. Give Ramsey a little shout. I mm-hmm. thought he played all right. He came in. He's you know, he's obviously been with us a good few weeks, so he knows the system a little bit. It would have been a special moment for him to play against Villa. To be honest with you, that's his club in it. That's his boyhood club. And I thought mm-hmm. he did all right. You know, he, he ran about a bit and he got on the ball where he could and. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Away days are fantastic, especially when you win the league at Ewood Park. But there's still nothing quite like playing at home. 
The same goals for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I think he's going to be an exciting prospect. So to see him early doors was pretty good. Um, any thoughts on Ramsey? If not, no bother. <laughs> <laughs> same, same as you. I think yeah. we've got a good player there. I was quite excited when we signed him. Um, mm. I honestly thought we wouldn't see him today. I thought there no, might I be didn't. something in his contract about him not playing against Villa or something like that. But um, yeah. no, I think we've got a good player there. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about him. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want him to talk about. We've got J Rod. I thought J Rod had, had a good cameo and I heard as I was walking out the turf I heard people like going oh he should be a back at net there and this that and the other and stuff but the bloke's hardly getting a run of games like <laughs> the bloke's coming in and just do... and he, he looked our biggest goal threat throughout the whole mm-hmm. game to be honest with you he came on and he just started having shots here there and everywhere we were getting yeah. himself about he was offside a couple of times it were you know this that and the other I thought J-Rod looked alright and is there a case that maybe J-Rod actually starts against Spurs you know, is that a thing that we maybe look at? I don't know. You, t- I've not. I've just literally said what I've thought. I've not thought about <laughs> what I've said. I've literally just said what I've thought. But is there a case? Because he looked like our best goal threat today. Like that's. I maybe... think he. I think I think he's he's a good player to have as an interchangeable striker. Yeah. He's a good player to have around. Uh, experienced yeah. as well. I think it, I just think he'll he'll help Lyle Foster. But I mean, I'm sure we're going to get on to him in a minute anyway. Yeah. But he would be easily our best player on pitch today. Yeah. Like easily, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt, he was best player on pitch. Yeah. Like he, he ran himself ragged, um, you know, uh, got stuck into everything. He, he, I, I tell you what, he's strong as well. I mean, I'd love to know what he bench presses because he could he could knock somebody off at ball. Yeah. Um, but um, and then his goal took his goal so brilliantly. And like I said, like I said before, it was a half chance that no from that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think, I, I think Jay did all right with what he's got. You know, yeah. he's been told to go in at 3-1 in a team that's not creating anything for the strikers, really, uh, and said, go on and do something. And he's just done what he's always done for Burnley. I always yeah. remember the goal that he scored against Chelsea when we were 4-0 down and just thought, why have you hit that? And then it went in. I was like, oh, that's why, because you're not yeah. getting ball in the box. You might as well just hit it. He's, yeah. he's one of them players to have around the club. Um, yeah, I think they're yeah. the type of players, though, they, they sort of bring a bit of extra... It's not just a... A, not a performance that they put in there, like Jared, especially Jared. He's he's a Burnley lad and he's a Burnley mm-hmm. fan. Like he give he'll give you that extra five percent that other lads yeah. will never give you. Like even if lads stay for ten years, they'll just never mm-hmm. be able to give you what Jay will give you. And I think yeah. I'm happy where the club's going, and I'm happy with the trajectory we're, we're on. I don't want to lose them types of players no, no. going for. I don't just want to, you know. I've accepted that we're going to just get a conveyor, a revolving door of players. We're going to get players in. We're going to fall in love with them. They're going to go. We're going to get players in. We're going to fall in love with them. Gonna, I'm just accepting that. But mm. I also want some players that are going to stick around and that we can fall in love with, and they fall in love with us. And I, I think having players like Jay in the starting yeah. eleven might actually help, not necessarily from a playing point of view, but just that, just to geo the lads up, you know, when it's not quite mm-hmm. going right or when it's, the, when like, the turf's turned against them, because it happens sometimes, you know, they, we can get on the backs of players. I, I, I see it quite a few times. It, it does happen, mm-hmm. um, you know, and like, is Jay a valuable asset? Yeah, I think he is. Have we got better players? Absolutely, we have, but he offers that little, that's something different that some other players can, so... I wasn't, well, that's, I wasn't what, that's, what, that's what I mean, mate, about if we've got yeah. to keep that spine. We, can, we yeah. can have this, we know the model, we know that players are coming in and then they're going again for profit. We know that's what's going to happen and we're fine yeah. with that. But you do need to keep that spine. We need to keep a, a, a core of players for two, three seasons who can help bed the new lads in, who can 
talk them how it is. This is how it's mm-hmm. done here. Because because at the minute we're going to have new players every summer. No one knows how things are at the club, and yeah. we need someone like Jay, who's been here X number of years, Cork, who's been here X number of years, and said, "This is how we do it here. This is what we're doing in this situation." You know, mm. and rain players in or whatever it might be. We need to keep that, and Jay's, Jay will be good for that. And I, I don't think he necessarily starts in the Premier League. We maybe start him in the Carabao and see how he does. Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's against Premier League opposition, and then. Bring him in if he looks like he's got ninety minutes in him, because because I sometimes yeah. think with Jay he runs out of steam a little bit. Like he'll he'll start the season and it gets towards yeah. the end and he just looks knackered. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's the You know, having having players like that in your club is such a big thing. Like if you go through every Premier League team, they've got experienced players. Like Man United have Johnny Evans, Man City have Scott <laughs> Carson. Like yeah. Yeah. these are people that you think. They'll never touch the pitch ever. Yeah. But they're a voice. There's someone there who's 20 years old, who's an arrogant little you know what, and yeah. comes in in his in his in his um you know uh, Vivian Westwood uh, engraved bloody Bentley, and he gets himself into training ground with his Gucci bag and all that stuff. And Johnny Evans will just go shut up. Like what are you yeah. doing? It's the yeah. same with us. Like you know we've got new players. We're going for a younger field, so we need people that ground these younger players. That's why I like the comment before, Brownhill, Cork, yeah. you know, uh, Rodriguez. We've lost Barnes, we've lost Loughton, you know, we've lost a couple of those types of players. So it, it's counterproductive to just get rid of everybody that's old or yeah. old by football terms um, <laughs> and say, oh, we've saved 25 grand's worth of wages. Brilliant. We'll go put an extra 10K on, on Mike Trezor's contract or something like yeah. that. Do you know what I mean? And I just think like, Yes, you can do that, but then you're also losing an experience in the dressing room, a voice, yeah. somebody who works closer with the manager because they're closer in age. A little, a little yeah. kid who's 21 years old, he's not going to walk up to company's front door and go, right, I think we should be playing 4-3-3, don't you? Because the company will tell you to shut up, whereas if you've got a bit of Premier League experience behind you, you know, yeah. he'll turn around, he'll listen to you, he'll work with you, and he'll tell you, okay, you pass this message down. Yeah having social groups is such a big thing in football as well. Yeah. I've, said it, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If Brownell was to not be part of this, he's on every training video, he's on every PR video yeah. that the club does, he's always talking, always chatting, always happy and he loves yeah. Burnley and he likes the club and he does things in the community. You lose a player like that, it has a bigger effect than yeah, people think. You see, this is why I thought Barnes might stay around. I, 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 know, I know he won't get anywhere near the pitch. But yeah. last season we saw it on the pitch. He was like a on-field coach for those lads, yeah. and I think that's what we're missing a little bit is someone to be company on the pitch because he can't because yeah. he can't cross that touchline. So we need someone to be him on the pitch, and it's it's, yeah. it's players like Court, like <coughs> um, yeah. that we need, and we need to keep them around. Um, yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree. Um, players like we're talking about, then we'll I'll quickly jump onto Governson because I actually thought. Like I said in previous, I thought I saw Brilliant. that change coming up thirty minutes. I thought we need Benson off. He's not. He's not in this game whatsoever. He's just. He's just not getting anything out of this. There was so much space loitering around for Goodmanson in them little pockets in between, sort of the left back and centre off that Benson just wasn't picking up for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I were I were itching. I was saying to the the block next to me, it's like you need Goodmanson. We need him on. He's got. He can find them pockets of space. Mm-hmm. Literally came on first touch of the ball, heads it back down for Lal Poster and he yeah. scores. You know what I mean? And I thought Goodmanson was class. And I, I, I hope I hope he's pushing for a start. To be honest, I hope Goodmanson goes to company this, over this week and says, "Come on, let's have a go." Mm-hmm. Like Benson yeah. still isn't for me 
a starter. And it, it, you know, that sounds ridiculous. If you just isolate that statement, Benson is the starter, it sounds obscene, but he's not. He's an impact player. Like, no, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. He's one of them he, amazing um... players that he's just got the. He's, he's always, he want, if he's got something to prove, he's got his. I think that's what it is. If he's got something to prove that says, I should be on bench, I should be starting this, I'm going to prove mm-hmm. to you why I should be, should, be on, should be starting, he'll come on and he'll bag you a goal. If he's starting, I don't think he gets into games quick enough. No. He can't be carrying players like that. What, what do you think, Neil? No, I know I agree with that. I think he's an impact so and it I agree. it does sound harsh because he's a phenomenal mm. player and he and he's got yeah. a good well, he's got a world class strike on him, hasn't he? But no, he's the same. He is he's like um what Salkso used to be for Man United. And if you start him, yeah. he's no good. But if you bring him yeah. on, he'll he'll bag. Mm. And um yeah. yeah, definitely that. I think he reads the game very well and he's good to bring on when defences are tired. Yeah. Um, especially full backs who he can <laughs> just put on the floor and then <laughs> swing one in. Yeah, I thought he I thought he was quiet today, but equally he didn't have a lot. That he could distribute the no. ball to he was sort of isolated yeah. on his own a little bit, wasn't he? Um, so, but you know, I agree. I don't think, I, and also, I'm not sure how fit he is. You know, he, no. he doesn't seem no. fit. Yeah, I, I did I, think that. I did think that. Well, I, say, well, I don't know if he's got a long term thing or something, but he's, yeah. he, he doesn't look as sharp to me. Yeah, we'll, we'll caveat all that. Like, say what you said that I don't think the forward players got the service they deserve today. Like, you know, they were sort yeah. of just. Plucking at the, the bones of a chicken, mm-hmm. roast chicken, weren't they? Just getting up little scraps that they could get here and there. But, um, but yeah, I think I think I would prefer to see Benson coming off with thirty minutes. If Benson comes on when we go three, what three, two, one, mm-hmm. I think that changes the game a little bit. You know, if we have a yeah. fresh Benson that comes on while mm-hmm. we're in the ascendancy, mm-hmm. to go out and and I think that does change the game a little bit. Obviously, hindsight's a wonderful thing, and you know, oh, yeah. we'll, all be, we'll be millionaires if we had that, but. Mm. I, st- I think he would have been better to come on in that situation, get the goal back in, um, and whatnot. But I thought, you know, back to Gummerson, I thought he was good. I thought he, he again, he's still he's still proved that he's got a, a massive part in this team. He's got a key. Mm-hmm. He's a key player. I think he's one of the key players from the old guard, as it were, yeah, in absolutely. this team. And we need to start utilizing him a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. Any thoughts on Gummerson, Sam? Before we move on, yeah, I think he, I think he played really, really well. I think um, when he came on, he, he showed. What I've said about him for years, he's a technical player, and technical mm-hmm. players do good good things on a football on a football pitch. You know, if if you don't have pace about you, and you don't have, um, you know, you're not uh, you're not gifted with the ability to take a man on and beat him left, right, and centre. Yeah, but you have the ability to dink a ball in behind and it lands yeah. flush at a right back's feet. You know, like you you've got a place on a football pitch, and I think Goodmanson has always had that. Um, I think to you know to touch on the point like you said you know the the, atta- the attacking side of the game just wasn't there for us today and I think I think that 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 was where that was where we struggled mostly I think defensively were just momentary lapses in judgment but I I I do think that the fact that we we didn't go forward do you know what is really weird as well I think the fact that we started the game with what we would have said was what we wanted from the wings. Yeah. We wanted Benson, we wanted Colasholo, we wanted uh, Amdunian, we wanted Lyle Foster. That's the front four that we wanted. And that yeah. four didn't end the game other than Amdunian. Oh, no, Amdunian did come off, didn't no, they did. Both got here. Came <laughs> yeah, like basically that entire front four came off. And yeah. because that entire front four came off, when, it, when the players did come on, and this is no slight on any of those players, but I never thought like, these are subs that are going to change like yeah. the, the course of this game. Like we were three one down, we didn't create anything when we had our more creative players on the pitch, and then yeah. when we brought the lesser creative players on, like I just I just thought we we really struggled to get anything going attacking yeah. wise. 
and then there was Goodmanson who just jumped up for that header, which he had no right in winning. Like I say, it was a half chance that goal, that where the goal came from. You know, it was a lump ball into the box, and uh, he wins an header that he's got no right to win. Yeah, and then obviously Lyle Foster finished it off. But yeah, yeah, it, it, it's a weird one because you don't you don't want to bash the attacking players because no, you don't. But at the same time, like we it also need our attacking players to to step up and. Yeah, take some, yeah. you know, take some onus of what they, it's, you know, it's like not, it's not the result, it's the performance, and I think that's the point that we need to try and highlight. It's not losing three-one no. at home to Villa; it's how badly we lost three-one at home to Villa. Yeah, like that. That's yeah, like, that's that's what I'm most disappointed with. That's I think that's what I said at the start. That's the the most gutting thing for me is that it's we've gone backwards rather than progressed from the last yeah. game. I, I feel and and I yeah. thought City gave us a feeling that we might be all right here, you know, and then yeah. yeah. After today, you start thinking, oh, I don't know, you know, I'm not so sure. Yeah. But uh, game two, I'm sure, and it, it will it will click. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I but I mean, it's, it's interesting we've mentioned Brownhill and stuff like that. But for me, why is Ekdal not getting a look in? Because last year, phenomenal. <coughs> Everyone's, you know, he's, he's one of our best centre halves with Bayer. We know Bayer's injured, but Ekdal is nowhere to be seen at the minute. And yeah. for me, he's crying out for him there. But. Yeah, it's a strange one. Um, before we, we drift off into negative Nellies again, let's <laughs> talk about our uh, South African shining star. Yes. Oh, wow. Lyle Foster. What a f- hey, man. Like I know we've lost 3-1 today, but mm. he, I've, I've, I've not watched a player like, like Lyle Foster like that. That makes me smile like he does. He just looks happy when he's playing football. Like, he genuinely looks really frigging happy when he's just, he's just in the trenches. Like he's not, I don't want to call him a sexy footballer, but I know he's got it in the locker to be one, but he just loved yeah. being in the trenches. He were playing centre-half at one point. He were, you know, smashing into centre-halves in corner flags. Like, he was throwing... He were, he, were, he were winning balls in the air. It, it reminded me of Sam Bokes. Like, you know, yeah. you watch Sam Bokes, he yeah. jump in the air and you go, oh, he's going to wed that. Oh, no, he hasn't. He's chested it down. How's he done that? You know, like, he was just winning <laughs> everything. Like, Lyle Foster, for me, where he was like the the silver lining on this pretty mm-hmm. crap game today for us, I thought. And yeah. if we can start utilising him a little bit more, giving him a bit more, you know, a few more sniffs in front of goal, like he's going to just kick on and on. And I, I am really, really, really glad he's got his goal today. because yeah. He deserves it. He, he deserved it. He needed it yeah. quickly. Yeah, he did. He, did he, looks, he looks happy and he looks confident. Um, yeah. And yeah. He, and he took his goal. He was so strong to bring that ball down and, get, yeah. and, and turn. He's got no right to score he's that. Not only, so it, the ball's come down, he's not only pinned the centre-half, he's then had the ability to, while he's pinned the centre-half, manoeuvre the centre-half mm-hmm. out of yeah. the way and then get his shot off as well. And I thought yeah. he were, he were classing it. it. That goal and that performance from him sort of deserved a bit of a comeback, I thought. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. You yeah. know, he, he, if there's one player that can come off that pitch a bit disappointed, it was Lyle Foster. Yeah. You know what I mean? I thought, yeah. he, he, he thought, I thought he did enough to <laughs> at least deserve something. And he... His fitness levels were good. His awareness was good. His positioning was good. Like, I feel sort of bad for sort of bagging on him a little bit when he signed. And it cuts back to the documentary where there's the scene in there where all the all the ALK board and investors are like, you've signed Foster, why have you not used him? And he's like, the company's gone, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. It'll come, it'll happen. Yeah. And, ta- and here it is. Like, yeah. he's got his moment in the Prem. He's flourishing it, flourishing, and he's loving life. And it's only been two games, so mm-hmm. yeah. Go on, Sam. Give us your thoughts on Foster. So I know you weren't the biggest fan at the beginning. No, no, so. <clears throat> no. Listen, I, 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 one hundred percent stand by what I said last season. Last yeah. season, he didn't show enough. He was. Bobby. This isn't. This isn't the same Foster we saw. 
this is my this is my point. Like we also said this at the end of the season when we did the end of season review. Like he's the player mm. that we wanted to see kick on, who is going to give us a season where this is now the make or break for him. You've had pre-season, you've had yeah. the three months that company talks about, you've had the training sessions, fit the system, played the games now, go out and do it. And he is, and he's taking his opportunity, you know, like like a real pro. And I think he genuinely, genuinely needs, or deserves all the adulation that he's going to get from this because yeah. in a, and like you say, in, in a field of, of, of weeds, there was a rose today and that yeah. that young man deserves all the plaudits. That goal was fantastic. His tenacity in tackles, his ability to bring the ball down when he had no right to, his ability to shove centre-halves out of the way. He was the player that can come off the pitch yeah. today with his head held high and say, you know, I really, really genuinely left it all on the pitch today. Yeah. And I think a lot of the players will be looking at that and thinking, yeah. I need to do that next. Because I think a lot of them will come off today thinking, I didn't do enough today. Not I think we need to get <laughs> players around him more as well. Like mm. we, we, you, I think like you, you're almost gonna have to have that <coughs> sort of like shadow foster out around the pitch mm. just to pick up anything that he gets because he's gonna yeah. be in there fighting, digging in. He, like Foster might not get us the goals, but he'll get us into positions mm-hmm. where you go, oh, he's no right to win that ball, but he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, and I think you know, I get ahead. You know, look at to the next couple of games that we've got. They're gonna be tough, but the games after that, we're gonna be playing against teams that are down down there with us, and yeah. I think. Foster might actually have a bit of a field day. Like you look at Everton at the minute, they are in an absolute mess defensively. Like yeah, that's yeah. not, mm. you know. And I don't want to keep talking about Everton, but like that's the caliber of team that we, we need to be competing against. And I think yeah. Foster will have a field day against someone like that. I think he'll have a good game against like teams like Fulham that seem a bit mm. lighter at the centre of. You know, I think he'll, yeah. you know, potentially and probably Sheffield United fans probably going to clip me up for this, but I think he will have a good time against like Sheffield United mm-hmm. at the moment. I don't think, mm-hmm. you know. He's going to be that difference that we didn't have. We didn't need it last year, but he's going to give us that that we we have. You know, we will need this. We'll need a bit of grit, grit yeah. going forward. So, I think. I mean, I'm probably being presumptuous, but all round, I'm guessing we're saying man of the match shouts. It's Lyle Foster. Yeah. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, yeah, Foster. Yeah, yeah. deservedly. Yeah, yeah. deserved it. Got the goal. Um, yeah. Performance absolutely smashed it again, and long may it continue. If, if he keeps shining like that, then yeah, I think he's gonna have a really good season. Um, yeah, I like I like the point that you make about him having players around him. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of balls over the top today. Like I yeah. saw it twice with Sander Burge in the first half. That's the point that I've wrote down. I haven't even looked at my notes. And <laughs> um, Sander Burge got the ball over the top twice in the first half, and he yeah. chested it down. And then he doesn't have the pace or the attacking intent, because it's just, it's not in his game. Like, mm. it just isn't. Like, he's never been a fantastic goal scorer. So him getting through, you're kind of like, yes, oh, it's Burge. Um, but <laughs> if that was like, if that was Lyle Foster, you'd be like, this is fantastic. I think yeah. that was one of our biggest things today, though. Like, he's a player that can bring the ball down and hold it. Like, I know it's a completely different team, and it's, now I'm, I'm going to say it out loud anyway, but now I'm saying it, it sounds really mm-hmm. stupid, but like, in, in that Newcastle game today, they attack us one, the defenders won, they all go forward, they all come back, it felt yeah. like today, we all went forward, but we didn't really go forward, and then when we lost the yeah. ball, we, we had nobody back, and then you were like, we were just scrambling all the time, getting hit on the counter-attack left, right and centre, so... I agree with that. I think he should be the focal point. And if we can get him the ball and hold it, he should be playing it to Amdouni and then out wide. And then them two are sprinting into the box with Burge making a late run. And then you can get the ball across the byline. I yeah. think that's how we've played all last season. And I think that's how we should be trying to play 
this season, I just feel like, like you say, it was kind of like Foster and then everyone kind of on the periphery. So, yeah, yeah I totally agree with that. Yeah, no, closing points on 20 seconds each. Closing points on the game, I'll start. Disappointing. Foster shining light. Um, it's not the end of the season. It's two games in, <coughs> plenty to go on, but that performance raises a few eyebrows. If we can nip that in the bud, we're all right. Sam? Uh, disappointed. Um, you know, uh, hard to hard to look for positives. Um, Foster being a big positive is a thing that I'm trying to cling to. Uh, and then the only thing is, like, the early alarm bells are there in the distance yep. and we'd be... Sh- Stupid as f- not stupid, that's weird. Um, we'd be, we'd be, no, I can't think of the word. I don't want to be rude, so I'm, I can't no, think of the word, but we, yeah. we'd be, we'd be kind of silly to yeah. to pretend that we don't see them, is my only thing. But like you say, yeah. two games in, we'll crack on. Yep, that was 29 <laughs> seconds, but who's counting? It's Neil. I was close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, it was, I'm not disappointed with the result, it's the performance, as we've said already. Um, yeah. it looked like a bit of a regression. Um, but I think what, what we're seeing is just a team that has, has, has played two games compared to others. And we're also, yeah. although company knows how fit you've got to be in the Premier League, our players probably aren't because we've had a year of championship football and we just need yeah. a bit more time and a few more games to get that rhythm, yeah. to get that fitness up, to, to match the likes of Villa yeah. and, and the teams around us. Villa aren't our competition. I know what's I know what you're saying, Sam, that we you can't write those games off and we should give them a game. I'd be more worried if that performance came against someone like Sheffield United or against mm. Fulham. I'm not so much worried at the minute. The thing I'm gutted about is that it's some of our older heads who perhaps didn't perform yeah. and mm. some of our older heads who aren't getting a look in at the minute and I think they sh- yeah. probably should. Yeah. But uh, big up Foster. I'm, uh, proud of, I'm proud of the lad. I'm proud of him. Yeah, proud is good. Yeah, I think yeah. to add as well, I think um, like what you were saying, I think it's going <coughs> to click. Like you can see it's, it's trying. You know what I mean? Like... Companies outlined this, he's made it public that he need, you know, it, it takes X amount of hours to sort of, he can predict exactly where his teams are going to start clicking. And yeah. it, there's, there's, you know, there's moments where in the game where we were short, snappy, set, the first 10, 15 minutes that second off, we were brilliant. Like, They're actually really, brilliant. Like, really. really and, and you can think, oh God, if this just clicks for a minute one in a game, you know, mm-hmm. you can pretty much wrap a game up in 20 minutes. So, yeah, yeah. I think the crying, the outcry for me personally, and probably, you know, like Turf Guy, is just for the fans, just patience. Just let yeah, it, you yeah. know, it's all right. Like, the next, these next five games are going to be crap because we're playing against some really difficult teams. They're going to be crap. We might scrape a win, we might scrape a draw. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep getting behind the lads. We, we can criticize individual performances and one off game performances, but the overarching thing is just. I think company's got it in hand, and when this clicks, I think it's really going to click. You know, there's still a good yeah. few days of the transfer yeah. window left, which moves me on to the last couple of points that I wanted to make before we wrap things up, which was um, that Mike Trezor, we've apparently offered, we've put an offer in for a loan from um, Genk, so that looks like it's probably going to go ahead. Now, personal terms have probably already been sorted because company's probably been ringing him up every night for the past four weeks. But that'll be a good addition. I'll um, jump to you, Sam, because I know you're a massive Mike Trezor fan. What what will he bring to us if this all goes through? Um, It's just, it's, you know, when you look at statistics, like statistics don't define a footballer, but you have to be a very good footballer to be in a table of 
you know, be within the top five players in the entirety of Europe for goals and assists last season yeah. and playing in the Belgian league. Like, you know, you have to be some some player to be able to do that. I think he got like 44 goals and assists collectively all season. And that's someone coming off the left wing, which yeah. I think if we can bring a player in in with that and he comes in with that confidence of, I've just had a 44 goal and assist season behind me. Like, you're yeah. paying me money. You're paying me good a Premier League wage, he's the type of player where I would expect to come in and hit the ground running, kind of like how a Corner did. Like when we signed Corner, Corner came in with this kind of like, I'm the man, I'm I'm going to be this player for you and I'm going to score you these fantastic goals. And I think that's what Trezor will do. I think we need somebody as well who's just going to unlock the defence because I felt like a lot of today, there wasn't a lot of ownership from individuals carrying the ball, tech it, really taking it to the defender. I think Benson's got all that ability in the world. Mm. I think Trezor is the type of player who will do that. He'll get it and yeah. he'll just go, do you know what, I'm off. Like, Good. That's what we want. Yeah, that's what yeah. we want. Um, the, uh, the There's another, like, not rumour, but what I've heard and been told off a couple of different people is we are aiming to get three or four more in before the end of the transfer window. Now, that is in, is it five, six days? Yeah. Five days? Like yeah, that. it's like, on um, Thursday night, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. there's going to be a lot of chaos this week. Uh, story just, just, just across the board, I think there's going to be a lot of chaos because we've seen players now play for their teams and I think some mm. players will want to move, some players, you know what, and I think we'll start figuring out who's available for loan and who isn't. We've still got to use our two Premier League loans yet. So yeah, yeah. Can I, I think two whilst you mention that, can yeah. I say that I, I pray to God one of them's Matson? I really do. Because <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. we, know, we yeah. know Chelsea are trying to get him Oh, yeah. I don't know if they want him permanent or, or whatever, but no. let's move on from Teller because that dream's yeah. died now. So let's go and get Matson. Yeah. The, 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 update, the last update on Teller that I read and got given was that Chelsea trying to tie him down to a long-term contract before be allowing long. him to leave on loan. He, yeah. He's allowed to go on loan, but they just want to tie him down again to another law, another contract, which they don't want to lose for free at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I would personally just rather go in and just pay over the odds a little bit for him because mm-hmm. if he has a pretty mediocre, even if he has a mediocre season, he's still a very good footballer, that lad. And Absolutely. He didn't look give out him a buyback. Che- yeah, give, give him, him a Chelsea buyback option. Yeah. They can have first dibs on him. You know, I think we need to, and after today's show, and I know we hardly, it keeps getting mentioned that like every fifth comment is left back, left back, left back, mm-hmm. left back. Like, let's just get him in. Like you said, Sam, he knows the system. He doesn't need yeah. the 140 hours that whatever company no, requires. Yeah. Like, he know he can he can arrive tomorrow and he can train Tuesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, Thursday, and be absolutely bang on the money for Saturday, yeah. ready to go. Yeah. So, and I think I think one, we need it. Yeah, I agree. We need it. We need yeah. we need players that are just going to hit the ground running like that. Yeah. That's one of my biggest things with this. <clears throat> you know, to to kind of round it off, mm. like from my perspective, is like yeah. you know I I agree with you. Two games into the season, like you know you're you're not saying that it's over, but. Yeah. You'd be a fool to look past certain situations and performances. But my biggest thing with that is just because you have a negative opinion towards a 90 minutes of football doesn't mean you don't back the manager, doesn't mean no. you don't back the system and doesn't mean that you're not still following the team completely along for the ride. It just yeah. means that it's all about being a football fan. You know, you have yeah. a different opinion on different positions. And yeah. like oh, you, you said, we bring in a left back, I think I think we're cushed it. You you mess you were messaging VK out half time. Well I'm <laughs> no, Ray. I think we'll wrap it up there. I think, lads, we've had a good uh, a good old chat about that. We've we've 
without our gracious leader Joe, who's decided to uh, palm us off today. So hope you likes anymore. I only go on Sky Sports. Hope your feet. Open if it's not Sky Sports, he's not interested. Exactly. Yeah. So Joe, if you if you are listening, which I doubt we will be, but I hope you got your feet up and you've got a beer in your hand and you've had a lovely night without us. Um, so yeah. Um, Cheers for coming on, Neil and Sam. I really do appreciate Always, it for giving up your bank load of Sundays. I know you've got a young little and how is she how is she doing? Is she all okay? Um Not I Sam, think we're on the we're on the start of a we're on the start of a kickoff, so it's good oh, time. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to stay on a bit longer? You're all right. <laughs> yeah, let's bring something up. What can we talk about? Wegos, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> nice one yeah so uh, thanks for all the all the people watching we've had really good numbers tonight for a bank holiday Sunday so I appreciate that so yeah make sure you give us a subscribe if you're not already um, jump on Twitter and keep an eye out we'll keep you all updated as much as we can on the next five days of the transfers because I know it's going to be quite chaotic so we'll get as much news as we can to you we'll react as much as we can to you and um, yeah we'll have some content going up for, sun, for Saturday against Tottenham I know we've got a Tottenham pod lined up we'll do a bit of a preview looking at that yeah, it's all go now. Pre, pre, Premier League's back in full swing now, I think. No gaps. And uh, and yeah, he's to another one, eh? Cheers, lads. So Great. much fun. So much fun. So much fun. Can't wait. Good. I can't wait. Good evening, everyone. Have a good night. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.